Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, America's Surgeon General warns vaccine misinformation is an urgent threat to defeating the coronavirus as the Delta variant tears through the U.S. With vaccination rates continuing to decrease nationwide, why the nation's top doctor says false information is putting lives at risk. Plus, the concern about unvaccinated children returning to the classroom. White House coup fears? Why America's top general thought then-President Trump would try to use the military to stay in office, comparing his rhetoric to Hitler's, and Trump fires back. Wildfire emergency. Nine new fires out west as 17,000 firefighters work to contain the blazes. The worries tonight that fire season will only get worse. Child tax credit. Are you one of the 35 million households getting hundreds of dollars from the U.S. government? Deadly flooding. Dozens killed as Europe faces its worst storms in years. Olympic trouble. U.S. athletes arrive in Tokyo as the city sees a six-month high in COVID cases. What's being done to protect the Olympians? Children at risk. The alarming increase in cases of a respiratory illness that infects the lungs and breathing. What parents need to know. Sunscreen recall. The cancer-causing chemical that led to some popular products to be removed from the shelves. And overwhelming generosity. The response tonight to our story about the everyday hero who fixes cars and changes lives. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with a dramatic surge in cases of the highly contagious Delta variant and what the Surgeon General is calling an imminent 
an insidious threat to America's vaccine misinformation. As we come on the air, the Delta variant is fueling a rapid increase in new infections nationwide. And for the first time in months, the U.S. is once again reporting more than 1,000 new cases every single day. And in what feels a bit like the early days of the pandemic, we learned today that the New York Yankees have postponed tonight's game after several players tested positive. And in Los Angeles, where new cases have more than doubled in a week, the county says it will once again require masks indoors this weekend. All of this is the number of people getting vaccinated is plummeting. Tonight, the Surgeon General says false information shared on social media is driving vaccine hesitancy, especially among young people who are increasingly ending up hospitalized because of the Delta variant, especially in the South. CBS's Jerika Duncan is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Nashville. Good evening, Jerika. Nora, good evening. That indoor mask mandate in Los Angeles County goes into effect at midnight on Saturday, whether you're vaccinated or not. And here in Tennessee, where infections are also up, children are preparing to go back to school in just a few short weeks. Some parents are anxious to vaccinate their children, while others say they're not. The nation's vaccination rate continues to stall while new cases have doubled in the last two weeks. In a sign of the rapid rise in cases, tonight's game between the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox has been postponed following positive tests in the Yankees organization. This comes as daily vaccinations have dropped more than half in the last month alone. Numbers so alarming that Surgeon General Vivek Morthy today issued a stark warning in his first ever advisory in an effort to fight misinformation that the COVID vaccine is dangerous. Modern technology companies have enabled misinformation to poison our information environment. A Kaiser Family Foundation study found that two-thirds of those surveyed believe at least one of several myths circulating about the vaccines. Simply put, health information has cost us lives. Across the South, the rate of hospitalizations is rising among every age group. Daily COVID cases in Tennessee have more than doubled in the last two weeks. Yet the state has halted vaccination drives for children and teens and scaled back the promotion of vaccines. My issue is there's no long-term safety data. Mimi Pullman of Nashville has three boys between 11 and 16. All are unvaccinated. Your children have had other vaccinations. Yes, I'm not anti-vax. My children are fully vaccinated. And as a parent, you try to make the best decisions with the facts and the information that we know. And we're just not given enough to make that decision that could be life-changing. But Tanya Graham's 11-year-old son, Chase, is immunocompromised and relies on herd immunity for protection. Every single time you have a not-me attitude, you are you are saying, well, that's fine. You know, it's okay for Chase to potentially become critically ill. As of right now, Nashville public schools are not requiring its students and staff to wear masks indoors when they return back to school in early August. Nora. Jerika Duncan, thank you. Tonight, some shocking new reporting about the final days of the Trump administration. In a new book, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs says the Pentagon was so worried about a coup attempt, the top brass drew up contingency plans to stop a power grab. And wait until you hear what the former president is saying about the charge. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Tonight, bombshell new details about the final days of the Trump presidency. Does anybody believe 
that Joe had 80 million votes. As the former president pushed his big lie about a stolen election, the nation's top military officer worried Mr. Trump or his supporters could attempt a coup. They may try, but they are not going to expletive succeed. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, is quoted as saying his comments in a new book about the final year of the Trump presidency out next week. Milley continued, you can't do this without the military. You can't do this without the CIA and the FBI. We're the guys with the guns. Thank you. Tonight, the former president is firing back at his joint chief calling the claims so ridiculous, adding, if I was going to do a coup, one of the last people I would want to do it with is General Mark Milley. Milley also apparently saw parallels between Mr. Trump's claims of election fraud and Adolf Hitler's rhetoric in Nazi Germany, telling aides, this is a Reichstag moment, the gospel of the Fuhrer. The book's authors say Milley told staffers listening to the president was like reading George Orwell's dystopian novel 1984, lies are truth, division is unity, evil is good. At an event today, the general appeared to joke about the potential impact his comments could have on his own career. I won't be at his retirement, unfortunately. Um, I may be at my own before that, but who knows? The book claims Milley was not alone in his concerns. Top Democrats, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, called the general. He assured her Mr. Trump would not use nuclear weapons. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer today dodged. Did you express those concerns? Uh, I'm going to keep my conversations between myself and General Milley private. Milley himself was criticized for appearing with President Trump on June 1st last year after protesters were cleared from Lafayette Square. He later apologized. The book says Milley and other top military leaders even discussed resigning one after another if it became necessary. These new accounts coming as the House Select Committee investigating the causes of January 6th has scheduled its first hearing for later this month. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Tonight, firefighters across the West are on the highest level of alert for wildfires, and it's the earliest that's happened in a decade. More than 70 large fires are burning in a dozen states. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. The brutal summer continues, plagued by drought, scorched by record heat. The fire danger remains extreme. One burning now in California is near the town of Paradise rebuilt after being completely destroyed nearly three years ago. Fortunately, this time it's moving away from homes. The bootleg fire in Oregon, already the nation's largest at more than 225,000 acres, exploded again overnight, sending large plumes visible from space. And what's complicating the firefighting effort are the sheer numbers. At least 71 large fires are now burning in 12 states. Nine new fires reported, including the Red Apple Fire in Washington state, forcing evacuations and fraying nerves. It was a little emotional having to wake a, you know, a seven and eight year old up and telling them you got to leave the house. This is what the West has endured for the past few days. And the firefighters we met on the ground feared the worst is yet to come. How dire is the situation wildfire-wise in California? The vegetation around here is very, very dry, very dangerous. One little, any little spark can, you know, ignite another flame and another, another fire, and it's off to the races again. This is what much of the almost 10,000 acres around me look like now from the river fire that's tonight almost 40% contained. And Nora, just a few minutes ago, I ran into the Irvin family who was evacuated on Sunday as they made their way back into their property and got to thank the very firefighters who kept their homes safe from the flames. Lilia Luciano, thank you. 
And we've got some breaking news tonight from Loveland, Texas. Four law enforcement officers were shot and wounded by someone barricaded inside a house. Two of the officers are in critical condition. A SWAT team has surrounded the building as the standoff continues. All right, tonight the U.S. government is arming itself for a battle with foreign hackers who target businesses and critical infrastructure. It's also offering big money for information about those responsible for cyber attacks. Here's CBS's Jeff Begay's. With crippling ransomware attacks on the rise, most coming from Russia-based groups, the Biden administration tonight is taking action, beefing up its defenses. Following the pipeline hack that caused a run on gas and the attack on the meat processor, JBS. The State Department is offering up to a $10 million cash reward for tips leading to the arrest of those responsible. The move comes days after our evil, one of the most notorious ransomware gangs mysteriously went dark, disappearing from the Internet, leaving experts to speculate whether the group shut down voluntarily or whether the U.S. government was somehow involved. You said three weeks ago there would be consequences. Will there be, sir? Yes. Late last week, President Biden vowed to take action against ransomware gangs if President Putin didn't rein them in. Can you repair relations to It followed a similar warning last month in Geneva during a meeting between the two men. We have significant cyber capability. And he knows. But ransomware attacks have increased 93% over the last year. And cyber watchers say ransomware thieves won't scare off easily. It's like whack-a-mole. They will reappear in another form. Uh, they have a very successful business model. They've been successful. They're committing a crime and they're getting away with it. And so one question is, what happens to all those companies that were attacked by our evil but that had not paid the ransom before the group went dark. Well, Nora, that's bad news, too. The data that they had, still encrypted, still, unfortunately, unusable. All right, Jeff Begays, thank you. And tonight, about 35 million households are beginning to receive the first direct payments in the expanded child tax credit. Qualified families are getting up to $300 a month for each child five years old and younger. $250 for those between 6 and 17 years old. The government is spending $15 billion for this first round. The expanded payments expire in a year. Democrats hope to make them permanent, calling the program the single biggest investment to reduce child poverty in a generation. All right, tonight, more athletes are arriving in Tokyo, where the Olympics begin in eight days. They're entering a city that is under a state of emergency because of a sharp spike in COVID cases. CBS's Remy Innocencio on what that means for the Games. Just landed in Tokyo, Olympic star Simone Biles and Team USA Gymnastics and the U.S. swimming team. These and more than 11,000 other athletes are touching down just as Tokyo reports more than 1,300 new COVID cases today, the most since January. The latest confirmed Thursday alone, an unidentified Olympic athlete, five Olympic contractors and staff, and at least eight Japanese employees at a hotel hosting Brazil's judo team. But International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach meeting Tokyo Governor Yuriko Koike played down concerns. The risk for uh, the other residents of the Olympic Village and the risk for the Japanese people is zero. And Tokyo organizers unveiled more COVID prevention measures today. Instead of medals around necks, winning Olympians will be served them on trays. 
Already the first Olympics in history to have most fans banned and the host city under a state of emergency. Tokyo's governor says the medical system is ready and there will be 7.8 billion spectators, just not in these seats for these Olympic Games. Ramey Innocencio, CBS News, Hong Kong. Tonight, nearly 70 people are dead and dozens missing as historic floods rage through Europe. Germany and Belgium are the hardest hit. Cars and homes swept away. Dozens of people rescued from rooftops. Parts of France got two months of rain in just two days. All right, tonight, parents across the country are being warned about a rare summer outbreak of a virus that attacks the lungs. It's usually in winter. It's called RSV. CBS's Maria Vireal has the information parents need to know. For 10 days, a machine at Cook Children's Medical Center in Fort Worth has helped nine-month-old baby Bridger breathe. At first, Kate Crowell thought her son was coming down with a cold. He would have coughing bouts where he was choking. He was getting progressively worse in a matter of hours. Yes. Bridger is battling respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV. The illness infects the lungs and breathing passages. Healthy people typically experience mild cold-like symptoms, including cough, congestion, and fever. But the virus can be serious among infants and the elderly, leading to as many as 14,500 deaths a year. This is more RSV so far than we had three or four years ago in a typical winter season. And the numbers here are still climbing. The U.S. is in the midst of an unusual summer surge, especially among southern states. The virus commonly circulates in the winter and is responsible for more than two million outpatient visits a year for kids under five. For the last 15 months, no one in the United States has been exposed to RSV. So we've got a lot of susceptible hosts. Because everybody's been inside, sheltering inside. I think the other thing is the masks are off. We're moving back closer together, more indoor activities, more moving life towards normal. Baby Bridger is getting better, but it could be days before he can go home. What do you tell parents right now? If your child starts experiencing any kind of like light cold symptoms, take it seriously. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Fort Worth, Texas. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Johnson & Johnson is voluntarily recalling several popular sunscreens, warning that they inadvertently contain low levels of benzene, a chemical that causes cancer. The recall affects these five Aveeno and Neutrogena sunscreens, and CVS Pharmacy is voluntarily recalling two of its store brand aloe vera products. All right, tonight, a woman is making naval history, completing the 37-week training course to join the U.S. Navy's Special Forces. Photos from the graduation ceremony are vague because the Navy doesn't show pictures or name any of its special operators. She's the first of 18 women to successfully complete the grueling course. And congratulations to her. A few weeks ago, we introduced you to a South Carolina mechanic who fixes old cars and gives them away. 
Your response to the story has been amazing. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. Elliot Middleton has a parking lot of dream cars that barely run. That truck, donated. Donated. Two cars behind it is Holland. Donated. Middleton owns a barbecue restaurant. He's also a trained mechanic who fixes donated old cars in his free time and gifts them to rural families without a ride. This is a lifesaver. 34 cars so far. On Facebook alone, our first story about him on the CBS Evening News now has 2.3 million views. My phone started exploding from all over the place. How many folks offered vehicles? We have recorded close to 800 vehicles. That <laughs> 800? Are, that's donated across the nation. Close Could to 800. ever have a match? Never in this lifetime. At Village to Village? Yeah. Middleton's sister is helping organize the overwhelming response. I saw a feature on Elliot on CBS Evening News. and Cash donations? More than $100,000. Whatever glowing feeling is inside me, it just transferred from that TV screen and just went inside them. Humbling? It's soul-soothing. Just thank you all for the support. You got my back, and I'm going to make sure and show you guys we can do this. Elliot Middleton, giving people a lift they'd never expect. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Awanda, South Carolina. And thank you for your generosity from the bottom of our hearts. We're going to keep the kindness theme going. So tomorrow we'll introduce you to a compassionate therapist. He doesn't have an office or charge a dime. Meet him when CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.